you can't take stuff with you, but it's nice to have some nice things that doesn't break down all the time. So for the, some of these clients, they're surprised they can live a way nicer lifestyle in retirement than they did when they're working because they put the hard work in already. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Glad to have you back on the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George alongside Mike Coynan, founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. Today we're talking to you about what retirement are you actually living for? You know, we all have a different reason, goal, something we want to accomplish in retirement, but we want to discuss these various motivations people actually have in retirement, what Mike sees from his clients, and how a financial advisor can actually help you accomplish those things because that's the number one thing, right, Mike? You're 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 trying to help people get to their goal for what their retirement looks like. Yeah, don't get your eye off the prize. I mean, what's the whole purpose of of saving for retirement if you forget what you're going to be doing it for? So um, some people just kind of lose track of that sometimes in life and with busyness and stresses and other things going on that we're like, why are we doing this? And, um, and so it's fun to do the planning because it's fun to show people they can retire sooner than they thought and do the things that they've uh, dreamed about or they they kind of forgot about dreaming about that because they've just been so busy with life. Yeah, no doubt. We got five motivations we're going to go through and share with you today. These are the more common motivations um, that Mike sees from people he works with, and we'll help explain those to you today. We're going to put this uh, episode up on the website, principalpreservationservices.com. You'll find it there along with information on uh, Mike's seminars and all the resources that he offers there uh, that are free to use and access uh, anytime principalpreservationservices.com. All right. So we got five different motivations, Mike. Maybe you know you can share some info on you know clients that you've worked with that have had these motivations yeah. and how you've helped them. But you know, one of the, the the more maybe one thing that people prioritize quite a bit is family. And I think when you get to retirement, one motivation for a lot of people is they just want to spend more time with their family. I know you're a big family guy. You probably agree with this, but this is a very common uh, motivation for people, right? Yeah. And it should be, I think, as decades keep you know, progressing on that I think we've gotten away from family and I think it's good to have those um, that foundation of spending time with family I just remember it was uh, growing up just when my parents were busy working we'd be with grandma and grandpa and it just seems like today the grandma and grandpas aren't as as actively involved with their grandkids so I think it's important to um, you know spend that time and uh, teach them the wisdom that you have through all the years that you could spend time with the grandkids. You know, a lot probably more broken families today than we've ever had. So I think that's great. We've had I have a lot of clients who I'll say mostly the gals <laughs> will are the ones who not always, but uh, majority of the gals who um, want to spend the time with the family. They're just excited to be retired. Where um, either I have one client, she's she's flying couple times a, a month down to Las Vegas in retirement to spend time raising their grandchild uh, because the other ones are working and she has um, she has the time she has the money to to go to Vegas and spend time with grandkids a lot she's there about half the time half the time in Vegas half the time in in Wisconsin and but other ones when their kids are having kids they have that Say, forget the daycare. You're not bringing your my grandkids to a daycare. <laughs> I'm going to be watching them, yeah. and that's what I want to do. And so that's great to see that. And you know, when you're, we're able to do the planning and show them that they have that ability to not have to go to work to do that, that's exciting. And to be part of the legacy in that family is important too. Yeah, that is a big priority for people, uh, for sure. Family. So the next one on this list, you know, some people 
do a really good job of saving. And I think you know people kind of think about retirement and say, you know what, I'm going to get that that car that I really have my eye on. Maybe I'll <laughs> buy a new house. Maybe I'll get a boat. You know, they have a lot of things they want to buy. Maybe just they want to buy stuff because they've been saving for so long. So how do you help someone build a plan to accomplish that goal? Yeah, and again, I think in the last episode we talked a little bit about this, but some people get their head down to just grind so much and and were really good savers and and dealt with very little and just very disciplined getting their all their debt paid off and and we look at their portfolio here in retirement and it's like you need to start spending money or you're going to leave <laughs> a lot of money behind to your family and if that's not their goal they say hey if there's extra great um, or if my kids get just the house great um, but my retirement dollars are meant for me so I have to give them that kind of that that okay that you know give them that slip to say go spend some money, and so what we see up here in the Midwest here Ben is you know a lot of camping right so I have a lot of clients who are buying campers or RVs. I just had a, a client here last week that sold their house, um, buying a, a big fifth wheel. Uh, actually bought it, bought a, a big fifth wheel, and they're going to live in that for probably five seven years. And uh, that'll be their home. And they're going to just travel around, stay in the fifth wheel. Eventually, when they're done with that phase of their life, maybe in five, seven years, they'll buy something else and, and settle the roots where they want to live. Um, but yeah, we have people buying boats and some people have driven clunkier or older cars for all these years. And now they have the money to go buy something that they've, they've dreamt about or, or buying that that second home in Florida or Arizona or wherever that might be. It's great to be involved with that, but we have to do the planning and you have to do the work to get there. But buying stuff, it's hey, stuff, you can't take stuff with you, but it's nice to have some nice things that doesn't break down all the time. So for the, some of these clients, they're surprised they can live a way nicer lifestyle in retirement than they did when they're working because they put the hard work in already. Yeah. How about travel? Travel is another huge motivation for people. They, you know, they either have places they've been thinking about on their bucket list they want to visit, or um, they just want to get around and see the country. Maybe they want to do international mm -hmm. travel. Either way, you know, one of the big motivations is just having big travel plans. Yeah, and and again, travel. Just maybe take a step back, Ben. Is a lot of times where <laughs> I have to be counselor in some of these meetings because maybe uh, let's just pick on the husband. He maybe he worked for 3M and he traveled a lot. So he got to see a lot of the world. Well, she didn't. <laughs> so when it comes to retirement, he says, I don't want to do any traveling anymore. I already seen the world. Well, but your wife hasn't. And so it's a give and take. So it's not about I win, you know, she loses or, or vice versa. You have to work this together. But yeah, travel plans is a big thing that we work into our client's budget. That's important. If it's important to them, we want to make sure it's included. We have some people who are spending literally you know, three to $4,000 a month in travel their first like five years. Um, they, you know, a lot of international travel, it's obviously cheaper to fly uh, or travel here in the States, but yeah, you want to make sure that's, if that's on your bucket list and you, you've been saving for the years, go out and do it, you know, and, and usually you're not going to internationally travel, you know, for 15 years, 20 years, usually it's going to be, you know, five years, 10 years, or every other year, you're going to take a nice big trip um, somewhere, maybe overseas and, and uh, do something smaller uh, within the states in between that. But uh, travel is one of my bucket lists. I, I love to travel. I want to see parts of the world. We're excited to go to Athens this year. We missed out on Ireland last year because of uh, uh, of COVID. But 
Um, I think that'll come uh, the year after. But a lot of things you, you just have to get off that off your uh, your bucket list. If you save money for it, go do it. What's number one on your bucket list in terms of places to see? You know, I don't really. You know what? <laughs> I do like sunny, warm destinations. So uh, the Maldives. Um, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be uh, would awesome. be great. Or uh, Tahiti, uh, something like that. Bora Bora. Yeah. Um, somewhere in the you know South Pacific or. Yeah, I guess the pictures have uh, locked me in. When you, yeah, see yeah, those, no. when you see the the huts over the water, um, I guess that's mine. Even though Alaskan cruise would be great, I've never been on a cruise before, but that's something I, I definitely want, want to get off my bucket list. Iceland, even yeah. though I like warm weather weather destinations, Iceland just uh, something about it um, has me interested with the uh, Northern Lights. Yeah, and a uh, uh, beautiful country there. Yeah, it's been a popular destination, I think, recent years, especially. But yeah, all those places sound really nice. Um, all right. How about the motivation of just helping your grandkids with college? This is one mm-hmm. I think that has become more and more motivation for people than maybe, say, like 30 years ago because of the price of education, right? But some retirees just really want to put back their assets and, and, and everything they built up, they want to give it back to their grandkids. Yeah. And I think it's important to, yeah, you know, there's one way you could pass your legacy on upon death. Your, your family gets your your assets, whatever is remaining. Uh, but we have a lot of clients that, why would I want to you know, have it later when they can use the money today? And so, especially if you have the funds to do so, why not? I te- I'm teaching my children. I'm not paying just for their education. I want them to work for it and, and, and you know, earn it. And I'm, I'm helping. I'm not, I don't want to be I don't, I just don't want that entitlement attitude. But I think it's important, in, even as the my clients who are maybe grandparents uh, to do the same is help them after maybe college or help them a little bit during college, but after college, you're going to appreciate as they get more mature and they actually saw uh, how expensive student loan payments could be. That'd be the, the best time to be helping out unless you have a different point of view. I'm not saying my point of view is perfect, but cost of college today is you know, for four years, you easily spend 40 grand. And so to have the funds to be able to help your, uh, your grandkids, without stepping in uh, adulthood with a pile of debt. Uh, they're just a step further. Um, so that can make a huge difference. I, there's different ways to do that. There's 529 plans. There's there's other non-traditional ways to save for that. There's non-qualified you know, investing in the market for that as well. So just look at your different options that would work best for you and knowing appropriately how to do it. We have several clients who are funding you know, all their grandkids, they might even have, you know, five plus grandchildren and they're able to fund, fully fund their college you know, for all of them. And uh, that's, that's just huge. If, if you have the ability to do that, definitely take advantage of it as long as you believe it's you're sowing into <laughs> kids aren't going to college, just go to college. And I think that's important as well. Um, maybe it's a trade school, so don't just get stuck in the college thing, but or it's a specialty school in broadcasting or specialty school in uh, some trade or uh, whatever it might be, don't get just stuck on a college piece. All right. The final motivation, you speak of legacies, you know, if it's not family, many people are looking to help out a charity that's close to their heart and uh, whether it be their church, a nonprofit, whatever it is, how do you help someone do that? Maybe without sacrificing uh, their lifestyle? Yeah. One way we're doing it for a lot of our clients right now is um, you know, called a QCD and qualified charitable distribution. So once you're old enough to start taking money out of your 401ks, IRAs, you can have um, money go directly to the charity from those accounts 
And so it'll count against, especially if you're in your RMD age, when you're 72 years old or above right now, you can send your RMDs directly, part of it or all of it to a charity or multiple charities. They won't, The charity won't pay tax and uh, it meets your RMDs and you don't have to worry about paying taxes on that. So um, it's a nice way to give to charities now, again, as opposed to, you know, you can put them as your beneficiaries. You can have a charity part of your beneficiaries, but um, you won't get to see them um, use the funds today while you're on earth. So it's some, I think it's important for those who want to see their money in action while, you know, while they're here on earth rather than you know, getting a big lump sum years later when they're gone. So I think that's important to, to be looking at charities. Um, I think charities definitely need help. I, I don't think charities, people are giving to charities as often or as much as they used to. You know, whether that's a local church or wherever that charity might be, I think especially after the pandemic, a lot of charities are struggling uh, to get uh, some of those finances in uh, like they're used to. So uh, when people don't have that extra, when things are a little tighter or things got scary in the market, people pull back. And so it's important to if you have the ability to do that. Very good. Well, there's all different motivations for everybody. And depending on what yours is, you want to build a plan around that. And that's what an advisor helps you with, right? You want to accomplish those goals that you have for retirement and make sure you live that life that you want to. So whatever your your uh, motivation is, make sure you do reach out to an advisor. And if you want to talk with Mike about it, build your plan out to, to meet whatever your goals are, you can contact him at principalpreservationservices.com or on the phone at 855-987-8888. Couple of mailbag questions for us today before we close things out. First one comes in from Patty. She says, My husband and I argue about money almost every day because we just haven't done a great job of planning for retirement and it's starting to stress both of us out. Is this normal or do we need some serious help? Well, Patty, it is pretty normal uh, for people to argue about money, and that's, uh, but it might not be as bad as you think. So that's why I think it's important to have a third party you know, financial professional look at, you know, what is going on. And sometimes it's just better to have somebody else other than each other tell you how it is, um, because you might be both wrong. Uh, one might be right, wrong, but that's not the whole purpose. The key is to have somebody look from the outside, looking in, telling you, you know, where are you, where's things working, where's things not working. And so I think that would be the best. So you don't take it out on each other. You could take it out on a third party financial professional. That's what I would recommend. Very good. Thank you for that question, Patty. I got one from David it says, my father died in his late 60s. My mother died in her early 70s. So I'm not planning to have much longevity myself. Does that mean I should start Social Security as early as I can? Yeah, David, if you have health issues yourself, you know, we're big about, you know, trying to do the um, best planning with Social Security with our clients, depending on health wise as well. Now, I've already outlived my father and my grandfather on my dad's side. So I'm planning on living a lot longer. So I don't want to just go off of um, previous history on the men's side of my family. So we hope you live a long life. Before you make a decision about Social Security, you have to understand the rules. So you don't want to just file early if you're planning on working because, again, there's some penalties called the earnings test. If you make too much money and work and collect Social Security, you're going to be limited how much money you can make. Uh, this year, just under $19,000 roughly if you, uh, is what you're allowed to make and work. So it doesn't give you a lot of uh, working capital there. So understanding the rules, I think it'd be best to sit down with a um, you know financial advisor who understands the rules of Social Security. What we hate to do is you retire at 62, file for Social Security, 
now you live till 85 or 90, um, that was a bad decision, you know, because now you locked in the lowest benefit and it's probably going to shorten the life of your money a few, you know, quite a few years by taking it too early. So that's important just to do some planning and look at what your options are. Great. Thanks for those answers, Mike. Thanks for the questions as well, Patty and David. If you have anything on your mind, please send it in to us, principalpreservationservices.com, or you can contact Mike directly and set up a meeting with him, 855-987-8888. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll have another episode coming out soon. Mike, thanks for the time today. You are welcome, Ben. Thank you for for hosting this and making this uh, show a success. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.